everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in. My name is David Birnbaum, and today I'm with Ben Chow, and we're going to take a peek behind the mask. Um, so thanks for joining me, Ben. I really do appreciate it. Um, and I guess you're part, you're part of what inspired me to do this um, podcast because uh, you share a lot of stuff from something called the Good Men Project, and I was kind of interested in that. Um, and, you know, I'd been thinking a lot about what, what I'd consider tox toxic masculinity and that kind of thing. And, you know, what I wanted to kind of accomplish with a podcast like this was to provide a place where, you know, you and I and other men could talk just openly about their feelings and, and about life generally, because I don't know if my experience is unique, but, you know, growing up, it definitely felt like I had a harder time connecting with men about feelings and anything that I'd call, let's say, real um, than I did with females. And it seemed to kind of be like the culture that still, you know, men shouldn't express their feelings. They need to be strong and tough and that kind of thing. Um, what can you tell me a bit about like why you find the Good Man Project interesting and, and your like have, have you had similar experiences, you know, as you grew up and stuff? Um, so the only reason why I posted those, uh, the Good Man Project was because it was uh, Movember. So it was like um, uh, men's health awareness. So I think it was a good time to uh, share some articles that they write. Now, obviously, all those articles are subjective, but it's obviously a place where guys and females could report on male behavior or their experiences. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, yeah, have like, what was your experience like, you know, growing up and in university as well with regards to like male friends and and being able to or with female friends as well but i think in particularly like between men male to male relationships with, with being able to kind of share openly about you know your life what was concerning you and, and that kind of thing so uh, i have a like asian background so and i grew up in a uh, very small uh, caucasian town so i was i noticed from the start that I am different from everyone else and always had the fear behind my uh, in my head that uh, I'm going to make uh, made fun of because I am different from everyone else. Yeah. Essentially, essentially in that town, it's basically any Asians in that town are basically related to each other or know okay. each other. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what else, <laughs> what else to say. Like grow, growing up in a small town is yeah, interesting, obviously, but obviously yeah. it's... Um, but so, always... like in in university, even um, like who who do you talk to when you have issues? Let's say, like when you have something bothering you, uh, like do you have people you can confide in and, and kind of talk to about what your struggles are? Uh, I can't really I can't really call who I talk to. I think it was just internalized it myself and just deal with it. Yeah, and, and so it, and that's kind of I think that's you know, the case for a lot of people, but I, <laughs> I honestly think that's the case more so for men. And that's kind of what I want to try and figure out uh, and, and kind of provide a space not for that. So, you know, the hope is that, um, you know, eventually we, we, I can be there for you and we can talk openly about that, those kinds of things uh, in, you know, through this, through this avenue. But I, I did want to tackle, you know, for me, it was quite difficult not having those people. And, you know, I, I always kind of felt I could talk to females more openly because they seemed, let's call it more well-trained in compassion. 
and they seemed more open. Um, and I also remember the few times I had male friends that you know I wanted to talk to or I did, it was often like deemed improper by those who spectated, right? They, they'd call us gay or, or, or bromance and like that kind of stuff when oh, I would wow. try and be like emotionally close with another guy. Yeah. Like, even like with the high school friends, like they're, they're my good friends and whatnot. Like I, start, I started slowing to, uh, to talk, open up some feelings, but not, not to a certain extent with the university friends because for some reason, um, I'm more open with my like university friends versus my high school because I don't know if my like high school mentality stayed the same with my high school friends if I seen them or visit them or not. But I, yeah. I think it changed uh, through through time though. Yeah, that's that's very fair and it's good to hear. Um, so, did you find a difference? Like, I don't know what your your friend groups are like. Did you find a difference when you were talking to men versus women? To be honest, I. For some reason, I don't know. I'm just having. I have difficult in. Um, so back in high school, I never had that many female friends. Only had a handful. Mm-hmm. Even even then, I was never close with any of them. I just yeah. don't know why. <laughs> oh yeah, that's perfectly fair. And then, did you find that you could? T- so you said you you were you know fairly tried to work through stuff on your own. Do you do you feel like that's just like kind of your nature, or that there weren't opportunities to kind of work through it? And, and get people's help, like friend, like friends' help. Because I really, I feel like there's this uh, closedness to, to men and, and an expectation of closeness to men still. Like, in my mind, I always think that essentially most, whatever issue I have, it's my issue, so I should deal with it on my own. And if mm. I, and then, so since we did engineering, right, which we just solve problems, or guys in general, we just solve problems, or try yeah. to anyway. So I, I would try to be resourceful, go online, look at things. And obviously online things are not the best place to get uh, help, but it's always a good uh, place to get information from both sides of the, the story kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Well, I'm glad that I definitely am someone who needs, uh, I guess, more help, uh, you know, trying to work through a lot of my stuff on my own. It's been quite tough and I feel like, you know, as much as I very much strongly feel I can relate to women in a lot of senses and they're a good asset, there are, are like times that it, it would be much more helpful to talk to men about it, I feel. Oh, for sure, because um, we always have the, at the back of my mind, like if you talk about anything feminine or female stuff, I guess, which is not bad, um, mm. it's, it's not male things. Like, obviously, we're told to not cry or uh, don't be a, a sissy or or whatnot, or any of those names, anything related to female attributes. Yeah. And whatnot, be a a man and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's really like, I mean, it's been fairly detrimental to my mental health. Like as I've worked through my own issues, like toxic masculinity is number one, uh, in my opinion, in many senses. Like I often acted how I thought men were supposed to act, right? Um, And, you know, a lot of that wasn't always always the greatest and yeah even now with many of my male friends you know even some that I've known you know eight years or so um, there's still like when we hang out there's like this inability to just like have an open honest conversation about anything like um, you know with a lot of my female friends it, it just seems to come naturally to them and to us when I'm with them 
that we talk about life and, and you know what our feelings are about things um, and, and talk just talk like real talk right like life chats or whatever it just for whatever reason and and you know may maybe it is just the male friends I happen to have or my relationships with them I don't know but it's such a distinct difference in, in my observations I don't think there's anything wrong with that like if like I've read lines somewhere that people can con uh, can connect with females more because of the ability to uh, speak their emotions kind of thing like mm. like for me throughout the past I never I suppress my emotions because if I show emotions that that means I lose control and if yeah. you lose if you lose control then you don't you don't want to go go past that kind of thing yeah I think for me like I I had never been able to fully control my emotions so I I would just you know have to explode sometimes and it was like needing how I would need to deal with that but he, he even like um, back in high school one of my best friends w was female and I would often just need to kind of talk at her to kind of vent my emotions out because I was I was so overwhelmed with them um, and you know obviously that's a bit much for for some people but it, just generally I never really felt like that opportunity was there with with the guys and even now like when I hang out, most of my guy friends, not all of them, but most of them, it's still like uh, procedural, like very surface level stuff all of the time. Yeah, right? I know, I know like, what you mean. And it's often still like you need to have an excuse like, oh, let's watch a hockey game. Let's let's go <coughs> for drinks. You can't just kind of but like some of my female friends. I say, hey, you want to just come over and hang out and like. I don't know, guys, the, my male friends seem to be less open to just that. They, they're like, well, what are we going to do, right? And it, it seems quite just odd to me. Yeah. And, just... and the... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, carry on, sorry. I was just going to say, and then, like, you know, if I'm, I, I can't believe my experience is, is unique, right? So if I'm feeling this way about my male relationships, I would assume many other men are also feeling that way. Yeah, fair point, because we're not all the same, because we all have different upbringings and different, like, oh, not everyone's the same, so everyone deals with their emotions uh, differently, which is not bad, but it's just the fact that, like, society, I guess, back, I don't know, 70s or 60s, whatnot, with the masculinity part, be a man, show no emotions, tough it out, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, so I think it's it's bad. Like right now, I have a baby cousin, um, and and the, the dad is like showing that type of thing, like showing uh, emotions, and whatnot. Because my baby cousin does cry, so I'm, I'm trying to me on on this side trying to teach him that it's it's okay. Well, when I do see him, it's okay. What's wrong? Like, yeah. like you can cry, but what like trying to deal with it kind of thing yeah and that that's good to hear and yeah i make it you know when i think of how my dad was when i was a kid it he very much lived under the you don't show emotion you don't you know you don't cry that kind of thing you're a man you you man up and so yeah. i guess since that expect, expectation like it couldn't have been easy for him to live under that and since he had to live under that expectation it makes sense that it kind of mirrored down to me yeah uh, like in, i guess in, in my family i guess like i never see any of my parents cry the only times i saw my mom cry was uh, at a funeral which is granted um yeah. like i never see my dad uh cry only in pain that, that's that's about it yeah yeah so i guess no, I, I don't i don't show emotion because i don't see them show emotions kind of thing yeah 
And do you have do you have a sister? Yeah, yes I do. Is is she the same as you? Also kind of reserved or is she more emotional? Uh I think a mix of the two. Mm -hmm. Like okay. I guess I'm the logical one and then she's partially the logical one and with with emotion. Yeah. Like we always well, tried Yeah. We always try to do things like with logic because if something's wrong, deal with it. If not then what like to some extent, if you have emotion, sure, but that can only go so far without action, right? Oh yeah, definitely. But it's I think it's about you know being able to process uh, the emotions, being able to talk about those things, and it seems I like now in particular, it actually you know for the older generation, it was definitely bad, I think, and the expectations on men were so harsh. But now it seems like like let's call it just. Uh, men generally are being boxed in more and it seems like the the environment i feel like i'm in is that my complaints aren't even valid because i'm a, i'm a straight man and so i have every privilege what right do i have to have any emotions or complaints or sadnesses right and, and so like it seems even tougher now and harder for me to um, be able to express myself publicly in addition to it being seen as you know kind of taboo with my male friends yeah i feel i feel like at that point i think you it's bad to say but i think you have to select who you can reveal your feelings because i think you can't reveal it to anyone but i think you have to be selective of who it is even even yeah. though they're your friends for sure but i guess um some aren't comfortable with talking about their feelings also because because maybe they're not comfortable talking about their feelings either so which is yeah. it's like a perpetuating cycle kind of thing yeah do you but it's kind of the opposite issue or the opposite extreme for women on average right women are seen as it's kind of expected for them to be hyper emotional um in public and if that happens it's kind of just i mean there is a, a push for the, it to happen less and for them to have like you know quote man up a bit as well but i mean they're they are often still validated that it's okay to feel those emotions and that kind of thing right it's i i think this idea that like we should stifle them is kind of it's kind of unhealthy yeah um yeah because because we're all, we're all human beings right so i don't know why um one is suppressed and the other one is allowed to kind of thing mm-hmm and by society standards yeah yeah um okay well so now that we've we've kind of covered that you know that i i would like to let's say kind of get started i guess so the point of this podcast moving forward is to kind of just allow us to kind of you know show behind the mask a bit and allow ourselves to feel to talk openly about that kind of stuff so you know i am interested to kind of hear about like what's going on in your life i guess like if you don't mind sharing and um you know i i had a few different topics in mind and you said how you hadn't actually kind of experienced some of those so if you <laughs> if you don't mind telling me a bit more uh, about that so i don't think i'm uh, shy about it but so throughout the years i never had a girlfriend or any mm -hmm. type of relationship like i have relationships with friends but never a, a romantic one yeah so I don't know, throughout high school, I, I always think that it would never work because from high school and university, I read that it's very hard for that to happen. 
So I so I didn't. So then come university, we're in co-op. So every other four months, we're at school or either at work. And those locations could be anywhere else in the world or in the province. So I thought that would never work. So I never did anything. And then come graduation, yay, I'm single, I'm not working. <laughs> yeah. So you did you ever, like, try to pursue any females? Or you just kind of didn't quite bother? See, the thing is, I tried. I just don't know how, which... which if I don't know how, obviously I look online. Like I said, online is not the yeah. best source of information. Yeah, yeah. When uh, I, see, and I find that kind of interesting as well. I had the kind of opposite perspective. I, in university, I, in high school, I was always like kind of the girl's friend, like very much a stereotype. Um, it, no, not a playboy at all in high school. Like my, I was the exact opposite. I was kind of like the nerdy tag-along male best friend type who like had no chance ever um and then it really like but i i was just inundated with messages about how i should be getting getting laid or whatever should be getting girls and then there there was kind of like there was in my second year of university this kind of switch flipped and i became a womanizer and and I was picking up and, and I found tactics that worked, but I was obsessed with it. Like I spent so much mental energy thinking about who I was going to pursue, how I was going to pursue them and that kind of thing. And it, it was honestly kind of exhausting. And, and I didn't even understand my friends who weren't obsessed with it. That's how obsessed with it I was. Um, yeah, but I so you say like you didn't really know how to approach and... You know, did you ever consider asking your your friends about it? Because that's something that just seems that females do talk about. They talk about who they're interested in, you know, you know what they're doing intimately and stuff like that. Like the stereotypes around females is that they definitely are more, more open about that. So did you ever talk to people about, you know, about that kind of stuff? Back then when, when I was a, a novice, I did ask. But for some reason, like if I did ask them how to like respond to a text or how to say something, it, uh, to me it'll be like it's unnatural to me if I say any of those things. Okay, yeah. So like it won't be unnatural. If I'm unnatural, that means that's not me, kind of thing. Yeah. So I think it, it's just an experience to just have to make more mistakes and just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, that's very fair, and that's a very healthy approach, I guess. Because um, I would kind of yeah obsess and and try and figure out how to respond properly and it, it kind of felt like a game and I, I hated the game but I wanted to win at the same time. Um, and I had, I had just attached so much of my personal, like my self-value to whether or not I could get females. And so it was, I mean, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't healthy and I feel a lot better now that I'm, I'm less concerned with that. But I also felt like the only male conversations I had about it really like 90% at least were telling me that was the right thing to do that I should be getting laid I should be pursuing there wasn't really many people I could talk to about the emotional aspects of it it, it yeah it changed a bit when I had a like a, an actual like girlfriend and then I had a couple by then I had a couple friends that I could talk to 
about the the emotional parts of it, which I'm very lucky for. But it's still, on average, I was just kind of inundated with the idea of what is important is like getting laid and, and you know having a high count uh, of people I've slept with and stuff. And then I didn't have many. I definitely didn't have any male role models who had different opinions, right? So maybe some of my peers were more let's call it emotional and more about romance and intimacy than just sexuality. But there were definitely no role models for me as a young man, I don't think. Yeah, like I tried the, the being the romance part, like the first time I actually pursued uh, pursue her, like I guess you can say my high school crush. So obviously I uh, had a crush on her since like grade nine. So. I don't want to, in a, in a sense, screw it up. So I don't know if, any, if, if the things I did worked or just don't work. But in, in the end, it kind of backfired and then uh, it didn't work out. Like, I, like I value our friendship, I thought, over relationships. So I never revealed my feelings to her or yeah. told her about it. And then it just, she just like, like fell off the earth kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I feel like that happens to a lot of guys as well. Like, there, it's kind of the extremes there's either there's a lot of guys who are always like just worried about risking the friendship and then there's other guys who are kind of like me who just aggressively pursue every lead possible and it seems like there's not much of of an in-between or much of the mix and for me like what really kind of I like I'm interested you know whenever I did have female friends there was always this also idea of intimacy and and for me it it stemmed from this like what i observed and what i thought was that i could only have that kind of emotional attachment if i was intimate with them because even when i had good female friends like you know my best friend in high school was a female and i was just com- consistently asked if I when I was sleeping with her why am I not sleeping with her why am I not dating her so there was also this idea that I couldn't have a female friend that I wasn't interested and attracted and pursuing as well so it was like often as soon as I had you know like positive friend emotions like my brain switched to well I have to pursue this person as well because and and so there was this model as well as seeing like the only person a man can rely on emotionally is his significant other, not a female friend or a male friend, because either, you know, it's a bromance or he's gay, or why aren't you, you he should be pursuing that friend if, if, there's, if there's an emotional level to it. Because I feel like that's a bad stigma to have is like if, well, it's not bad, but like if like right now I'm, I'm single, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you got a few more friends I can confide with, but also to a certain extent, um, she's going to have a boyfriend or whatnot and then she'll be gone and then I want to lose a, a person to talk to kind of thing. So yeah, it, it makes sense to have a significant other to um, confide in at some point. Yeah, definitely. But do you think, like for me, the it was the experience of, you know, as soon as I had emotional attachment to someone, it was expected that I'd pursue more. And that I couldn't be just good friends with a female was was what I was told, you know, growing up and even into university as I made really good female friends. I th- I think like, I think in a relationship you should have emotion at, at that point because um, because you have a connection at that point because if you connect on a uh, in very intimate level then 
it it would work in relationship because if there's no intimacy but, or but should you be able like so you know i'm very close with my sister and obviously there would be no intimacy there but then there's a thought if i have a female friend that i'm as close with emotionally as i am my sister but because we're not related i should be pursuing something more than just friendship it depends if there's if there's a, if you have an attraction to each other then that's that's the bottom yeah. line but did you ever feel like pressure to did from from other friends or from just generally uh that you know you should be pursuing someone uh not that i think of since uh most of my friend group is male so mm -hmm. i don't have that many female friends so if i did have if i did pursue it's either yes or no because so i'm playing the game in terms of having female friends like if like nowadays if you're going to uh, meet someone online they're either you date or or just not because i feel like if you're going to be fr female friends from an online app it may not work because okay. yeah, I don't have you don't have the history together to be friends in the first place it would be very hard anyway yeah okay that's fair um and then so I appreciate I appreciate you talking about this and I, and I look forward to having uh, you know more conversations about just this kind of stuff generally and I'm sure we'll touch on other topics too but I, I want to ask like do you have do you talk about this stuff with many other people uh, who do I talk to um, my sister is probably uh, one of them mm -hmm. uh, that's about it a sister and a, a few friends that's about it one or one or two or so okay well and that, yeah and that's good well i really appreciate you you know being willing to talk to me about it and also being willing to talk you know in this forum um so i just kind of want to end by asking like why are you willing to talk about this and have it be public like what makes you think it, it's worth the 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 commitment and and the effort because like um because obviously guys we don't talk about our feelings we just talk about things right sports games women or work so I, i'm pretty open on talking about anything i'm not shy because there's not there's nothing to be ashamed of right mm -hmm. sure I'm, I'm i'm single 20 almost 27 this year no girlfriend uh, i think i come to a, a conclusion that it's okay life that's life because not everyone's the same mm -hmm. And, and I guarantee, like, my experiences would be s not the same, but similar to everyone else, if yeah. not. And we should not, we should, like, be open to talk about it because we're in this together, right? This game of life. We're trying yeah. to, trying to win. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, I agree with you and I, and I think that's really insightful. So thank you for sharing. And, and thank you so much for coming on uh, this first episode. And I look forward to having uh, many more conversations with you. Um, thank you. Thanks, David. It's been it's been pretty fun because I don't talk to about these things with many people. So get the word out kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and thanks to anyone who is listening. I hope you found it relatable and, and you know, somewhat interesting and be sure to tune in uh, every week and, you know, have some conversation with us and have a peek behind the mask.